0: Ho, ho. How did we get here? Yes, the end of the year is here already. Now, whilst 2020 is winding down, the world of sport is just winding back up again. So while we spend a little time reflecting on the year that was in this episode, we will also talk about the sport of the present and future. That said, there will be no Scrooge-like attitudes from the common men, just a lot of Christmas cheer for all. And joining me today, as always, I have saint
1: nicholas ford (laughs) oh thanks horse i uh it's a great nickname isn't it Um mr claus himself but i'm excited to uh, for another podcast just before christmas hey we are excited
0: to have you around and good to see you up and about i must say for uh those listening at home 40 has removed the beard i believe it happened a few weeks ago 40
1: but it was oh yeah look there's been many uh variations of uh my facial hair this year and uh we're going with more of a bit more of a tidier look moving into christmas so maybe a clean
0: skin just to make sure that people weren't confusing you with saint nick correct (laughs) okay well next of course it wouldn't be an episode of the common man
2: without festive friendy Welcome, lads. Horse 40. It is good to be here for this Christmas special edition. Indeed. It is a special
0: edition, and we are certainly here. So, hey, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's time that we just start ringing those bells and get this episode underway.
1: Come on, ring those
0: bells.
2: Ding, ding, ding. Ding a ling.
0: we begin this week slash month in sport with a look at the cricket. Summer is here, what has been happening. We're one test down and the Aussies have managed to pull off a very swift and an unlikely victory after day two when we were not looking so good. Now, friendy, after the match, Virat Kohli came out and said it wasn't so much the great Aussie bowling that caused India to crumble. It was actually just terrible
2: batting. By India that caused the collapse was Coley right? Oh, I've got a theory here, horse and and fellas. Correct me if you think I'm way off the mark here, but obviously the coronavirus has brought a lot of financial strain to many people, and um, you know Australia's done a great job with the job keeper and job seeker, all that sort of stuff. I feel like India went to their cricket team and said, "We need you guys to do us a solid. We need you guys to lose this match." <laughs> And I think that what has happened is some people in India have made a lot of money from this game (laughs) because (laughs) I'm throwing it out there, boys. I'm throwing it out there. Wow. You You can't have an Indian cricket team. You can't have the best team in the world, some say, best batting lineup in the world, and be all out for 36 without nothing sus being raised. I think watch this space. However, I don't want to take anything away from our
1: bowlers. They were amazing, but (laughs) it's very iffy. (laughs) <laughs> it was you- a disgraceful effort though, 36 <laughs> runs. That is absolutely terrible.
0: <laughs> I suppose they can always say though, hey, we were nine for 36. We had to retire Hurt at the end, so you technically didn't get us all out and um, could have gone on and had a 150-200 run partnership for the 10th wicket. Um, well,
1: yes. I- that I is like always a
0: possibility.
2: A few- I've caught a few predictions this year. This might be another one. What do you guys reckon?
1: Friendly, what other calls this year? You're saying this is yeah. another big call uh, well, that could look, come what true. I'm what other ones that, are you talking about? That was that, that the West Coast Premiership? Through, uh, through the courts, what, yeah.
2: What I'm, all I'm saying is, is um, look, it was just one of those events where you go, it, you read about it and you just couldn't believe it. Out for 36. It's just, I, I just wonder if your mate, old mate 40, if your mate Shane Warne and Mark War have been talking like they did back in the day about this sort of stuff. I don't know. Maybe. But um I'm hoping it's not it's not going to come out like this. I just Friendly. hope that our bowls were just good enough on the day.
0: Freddie, that is drawing a long bow. We've got <laughs> we've got Warney and Mark War talking to some yeah. old punter about the weather. And now you're trying to connect yeah. them to India being bowled out for 36.
2: What, what, to be fair, I can't even remember what on, they friend. did. I just remember they did something.
0: Oh, they gave a few uh, <laughs> tips on the weather and the yeah. And the pitch condition prior to the start of the game. Oh, is that all it was? Well, they didn't throw their wicket or it anything was... like that. There was...
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It didn't bowl a on the third ball or anything? or No,
0: no. There's been a few cases that in the subcontinent but Australians weren't actually
2: uh, caught. You know, it's just sandpaper is our downfall. Well, look, I, I think Virat Kohli could have given us a bit more credit. He 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 certainly didn't thank the bowlers. He was kind of just ripping into his own team for not batting well. But
0: Yeah. yeah. And look, I think if Kohli was part of this, the debacle, he probably would have given a bit more credit to the bowlers because it takes the heat off the team a bit. That's a very good thought, for horse. Yeah. Very good thought. Just trying to uh, shut down your theory just a little. <laughs> I, I did read also that they, uh, I don't know, I can't remember who it is that that does this analysis of each innings, but based on the number of overs that had been bowled and where the deliveries went and the pace, the deliveries, etc., um, they predicted that India should have been three for 60 at the point that they were all out for 36. So that actually... How does that work? Well,
1: How does I, think, that work?
0: I think they just do like, it, and they have like this system that goes like a ball tracker, the pace, this is where it landed. Mm-hmm. This is how it moved. And they have like a, an outcome, an average outcome for all, every one of those balls. And then they put them all together and say, based on the deliveries bold, this is generally where the score would be about at that stage. And so after the 21 overs, they had tracked that normally it would have been at three for 60 based on the bowling that had been presented. Hey, don't shoot the messenger yeah. 40. Don't it's, shoot the messenger.
1: Ed's. Oh, I'm not shooting you yet. I'm just asking a question because that is very uh, interesting.
2: You've just added more weight to my theory.
1: I know. Well, that's what. Well, that also
0: added weight to Coley's um, theory that it had been really bad batting by his teammates and himself.
2: What's this space? Friendly could be onto something here.
0: Well, I think that's a a good time for us then to leave the cricket for now. And I'm going to hand over to you, 40 for some
1: NBA action. Thanks, Horse. Uh, NBA, well, there's a few things, obviously, uh, coming up in the NBA. The NBA season, can you believe it, is starting tomorrow. On the day that we are recording, uh, it is going to be starting. And Woo-hoo. it only just feels like, it only just finished, like, what? I can't remember the exact date. Brandy, you should know that off the top of your head, being uh, the Lakers. Yeah. I don't call you a Lakers follower, I call you a LeBron follower. And, uh, <laughs> um, but... Uh, oh, I'm excited. Uh, Giannis, big news, re-signed with Milwaukee. That's been a big yeah. hot topic in recent events. And, and also a lot of rumors still surrounding Harden. Uh, I don't know how many teams have been thrown in, in the mix now, um, or probably nearly half the league. Uh, but what the question I'd like to ask you boys, what are we all looking forward to seeing this season? Uh, we've talked a lot about NBA recent times. Uh, what are some, maybe some particular battles, some uh, ex-teammates playing against each other or some stories that are going to unfold. Horse, do you have uh, something that you're looking forward to?
0: Oh, certainly. I'm looking forward to uh, day one, 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We've got the Warriors v. the Nets. I'm looking forward to seeing Curry v. Durant. Ooh. T- the teammates pitted against each other for the first time since Durant left. And of course, Steph coming off a five game season due to a broken hand. Yeah. There's just there's a lot of unknowns. It's uh it is exciting. It's exciting. I'm glad that the NBA decided to schedule this game right off the bat as well. Because absolutely I think the, the Nets are that team that everyone's sort of waiting to see. How good could they be in this first season with mm. Durant and Irving actually playing? And then of course, you know, the Warriors. This is probably the the sort of season that makes or breaks whether or not there is still one more run left in them. I mean, obviously with Thompson out, it's going to be a lot more difficult. But when you pay $182 million for Kelly Uber Jr. for a season, obviously you're going to have a crack.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's going to and Durant has been playing very well in the preseason games. So he's looking mm. very good. Um, do you think there'll be some animosity now? Obviously they're playing in front of, uh, no crowds at the moment. So mm. a little bit it would have been interesting with, uh, the crowd response. I think, is it at being played at golden state? I yep. think first game. So yep. imagine the crowd welcoming KD back. That would have been, yeah, you probably would have had Kyrie burning sage around the court, <laughs> uh, all that sort <laughs> of, uh, weird, uh, stuff. Um, but do you think there's yep. going to be some animosity?
0: Oh, You know what? I don't think there's going to be that much animosity there, actually. Um, You know, I think uh, when Durant left, it's not like he hadn't put it all out on the table trying to get that last championship for the Warriors. And, you know, his season was written off last season because he came back early trying to get the Warriors over the line. Um, I don't think there's as much animosity... Uh, in current day NBA as there was in the nineties. And I think, you know, at the heart of it, they're all mates and yeah, yeah I don't think there'll be too much. If, if there'd been a crowd there yet, yeah, then you would have heard something from the crowd, hmm. but he's got off a little lightly in that respect.
1: Def- yeah, absolutely. I think same with and coming back to Boston and all that sort of stuff. Very similar. Um, Friendly, uh, hmm. wh- what is, what is it that you're looking forward to this season? Tell us.
2: Look, I am looking forward to leangelo Ball getting another ten-day contract. Um, and LiAngelo, somebody... who with who? Well, well who knows? <laughs> but uh, I just want to see him get a crack. You know, I feel like he's the uh the black sheep of the family. Give the give the kid <laughs> a crack. Um, look, to be honest, there is so much hype around Lamelo Ball, and what's exciting from an Aussie perspective is that he had that season in the NBL. Um, so it would be be good to see how he goes transitioning into the nba because what i love about that is if he succeeds in the nba this season and over the next couple of years it just helps the case of the nbl becoming a stronger league so i am looking forward to seeing that unfold and obviously as a lakers diehard fan i am looking forward to seeing us go back to back
1: certainly have a strong strong case to do so i think Correct. uh with the off season uh moves that you've made well i say you but i just i just can't give <laughs> no. it to you that you are a lakers follower sorry <laughs> <laughs> at just least like, for this uh, year i am anyway yeah that's it exactly <laughs> but yeah lakers are looking good again and yeah. i but I, I mean there's so many teams again still in the mix i'm really glad that giannis re signed with milwaukee i would have hated to see him you know join Know yeah, another like a super house, like it's great to see a small market team hold on to an uh, unbelievable player like Giannis yeah, and and just see more good teams around the league rather than the the good teams get even better. Um, for me, I think that creates a better competition. So, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, I'm really pleased to see that he that re signed.
0: Mm. Well, I have some thoughts, but first of all, I would like to go back to the Leangelo comment. Please um do. So, ultimately, do you think it'd be great if he ended up having a ten-day contract with one of his brothers?
2: I I just think that uh, LeVar Ball has just created this because uh, he's such a nuisance yep. that everyone just kind of doesn't want to see the Ball brothers succeed. But it's not the kid's fault; it's not their fault. No, My Dad's a lunatic. I agree. He's a drop so I, I would just love to see oh. him get a, have a crack because apparently he's. He's an incredible player himself, but we just haven't had the chance to see him play. So yeah. So ultimately, how many balls would you like um, to see
0: in the league? You'd like three balls,
1: or well, would maybe four
0: on I'm the up? one
2: squad. It's been it's been proven that two works well. Um, <laughs> you lose one and you're left with one. It still operates. Yep. Um, but three. I mean, you can't go wrong if you got three. Can
1: you? It's a bit. It's a bit off balance, though. It's not quite. You know.
2: Even. Yeah.
0: That's it. The third ball would would it tip you one way or the other?
2: Well, so obviously two balls have dropped; one's still waiting.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a long run well, up just for a few balls. Ball jokes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I really couldn't and care also, where LiAngelo plays. <laughs> uh, while, while we're speaking about Charlotte, um, Gordon Haywood, what are the chances to get another innocuous injury like that? You know. Freddie, you've got a bit of a connection with Gordon Hayward because you got a sim- had a similar injury, but she's like what are I the thought chances? you were going to say. Haircut.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah. All I will yeah, say a- is Gordon Hayward will feature in my NBA yearly summary of two thousand and twenty. Don't watch
1: this space. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Excellent.
0: You're going to mention about Gianna's horse. Oh look, I just have to put it out there. Sorry, I was wrong because I think last episode or the episode before, I was like. Yeah, he's not signing. He'll go. He'll go. He'll create another
1: uh, yeah, super, team. super team. Yeah, but, you know, it's, wow. Good yeah. on him. Certainly Have kept you, us waiting though, didn't he? Kept he us did. in suspense. He did. I had, a,
2: I had a friend text me during the week horse and said that Kobe White and... Uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine could be the best backcourt in the NBA by the end of the season.
1: You've got to be kidding me! He's very
2: hopeful. <laughs> I laughed very. He's a die Chicago Bulls fan, and um, he is that optimistic. That is that.
1: <laughs> that that yeah. is a bigger call than your cheating scam, cheating yeah. uh, allegations. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree.
2: They did have that one good preseason game where they dropped twenty-five points each or something. But you know, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what's what's going to let those guys
0: down is the fact that they don't
1: play defense. I'm going to make one big call if it's okay, boys, I'm going to say this season, Steph Curry is going to go on an absolute tear and he's going to step straight back into that MVP conversation between him, Giannis and Luca. That's my call. And uh, I think it will end up becoming who is the most healthiest out of those three who goes on and wins the MVP. But I'm excited to see Steph Curry, just have huge, uh, obviously not clay, but he's going to just go 30 points a game. I, I'm, I'm predicting. I like that.
2: I, I would love to see him back to his best. Yep. Absolutely. Be awesome. I think LeBron's going to be in the MVP contention again. And AD voted as the top two players uh, in the league. Um, I would yep. love to see Steph. I think Steph, for some reason, everyone still thinks he's got something to prove. He's won two MVPs, three championships. Like, it's like they can't, they can't like him in that same area, um, have him at the same level as, you know, your LeBrons and Giannis's because he's so small. So like, that's unfair. He doesn't
1: look like a superstar, does yeah, he? Yeah, he's unassuming. Like you look it's... at LeBron and look at Giannis and you're like, there's something about them. But Curry yeah. just looks like an audible person, which is because why he everyone loves him. And people are exactly. like, oh, you
2: yeah, hear three. It's not a dunk. So he's sitting three.
0: He changed the game.
1: Correct.
2: correct. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah. Anyway, excited.
1: well. I'm excited. That's NBA. Um, horse and uh I'm I'm excited we'll be all tuning in uh tomorrow uh to uh watch that. But when I say tomorrow, that's when we're recording today. So I'm not sure when this will be out.
2: Could be yesterday, could yeah. be, in could a month be yesterday. It could have been a you know, week ago. Our, hey, one of our exactly. one of our fav- favorite listeners, Jared Gort, listened to episode five just last week. Good on you, Gordy. Shout Good out to Good on you, Gordy. Hey. He's catching up.
1: <laughs> He's getting He's catching there. Catching up one episode at a time. <laughs> that's right. Now
0: let's move to I'm going to say it golf for a second. Um, what? Because we love our golf, friendy. And uh, Tiger Woods, this is straight from the newspaper. Tiger Woods has enjoyed a dominant golfing career, but added a new memory after he and 11 year old son Charlie finished five shots back of world number three Justin Thomas and his father during an exhibition event in Orlando on Sunday. 11 year old Charlie. I think hmm. he scored himself an eagle along the way. Crazy.
1: Yeah. What do you think about unbelievable. that? Unbelievable. Like that's incredible. Like that. He's 11 years old and he's played against a professional player in Justin Thomas and played against his dad, not Justin Thomas's kid. Like, unbelievable. I I love it. Um, I mean, Tiger Woods. What age did he start playing when he was like three years old? So. Yeah. So obviously he's got the uh, the, the genes and um, I was, was going to mention too, I saw a, a pretty cool uh, Instagram post from LeBron of Tiger and Charlie and then he had a photo of him and Bron and uh, Serena Williams and, and her daughter, just mm. uh, that next generation. You know what? Like if only, hey, if only we had those genes boys. Yeah.
2: I, I read an article. Uh, around, around the Charlie situation. They're like, oh, you know, of course he's he's going to be that good. He's got Tiger as his dad. He's got um, the best clubs in the world, the best shoes in the world, all this sort of stuff. And LeBron's had that with his kid. You know, hmm. he's got access to all these trainers and whatever. I understand that that is a factor. But at the end of the day, you still have to execute and and You're use the work. those talents in a way. Otherwise, it won't work. It doesn't matter how many trainers you get around you. You've still got to have the skill um, to be able to do it. So, yeah. you know, yes, I, I they've, think... they've, there's a percentage that helps them, but they've still got to have the skill to, to pull it off. So Charlie, Bronnie, and Serena's kid, Alexia, I think it is, or Alexis, Yeah. all the best. I think I can fairly confidently say, um, even if I
0: had grown up with the best trainers, the best shoes, and <laughs> nutritionist, uh, my genetic makeup would have let me down at the end of the day. And there was no exactly. way that I was becoming a professional sports person in any chosen sport.
1: But you still would got to, as you said, Frank. You still got to put in the work. You can do oh, yeah, all these different correct. things, and you've got to be passionate about it. Like you, That's right. Look That's at right. Michael Jordan's kids. They weren't yeah. they weren't keen to to go that far. And you you would think that someone like Michael Jordan would have uh, one of his kids go on and in be an elite. No, not necessarily even has to be basketball, but in elite sport. Um, uh, field, but you know, that's not always the case. So it's hard work and determination as well as all those extra things that can help you along the way. So yeah, and a bit easier.
0: While we're on the topic of father sons, just for one more time, we just need to bring up, I read a quote, yeah. um, the other day, bomber Thompson was asked. Yes. Who is better let's Gary senior or junior yeah. and he said, let's just put it this way. Who would have yeah. thought one family could produce two of the top five players of all time that was a
2: great quote yeah i was just about to bring up and that was great um is gary seen like you think all combos mother son mother daughter dad son dad daughter has there been a better combo than the Ablets in in the the history of all sports
1: like world not just australia
2: and everything like has there been anyone better than like has anyone else been like a top five athlete in that sport i don't think there has like, that's the benchmark. There was the Bradmans.
0: <laughs> what, the, and Don, the Marsh brothers. Don and Barry. <laughs> Don yes, and
2: Barry. Swampy? Swampy Marsh? <laughs>
1: yep. There was, like, like, no, I, Ronnie, I I, I don't think so. I mean, there's... Ronnie there's... and Charlie, they
2: have, a, they have an opportunity to kind of yep. go into that conversation. I mean, maybe exactly. look at JaVale McGee and his mum. You know, you might look at... uh <laughs> You want? Isn't Jamal. she the one that dominated? Isn't she the one that dominated WNBA when it first started or something?
0: Yeah, she maybe she was, but Jabelle McGee is, is not. <laughs> Are you saying he's, oh, not he's, in game. Yeah, he's not in the top 100 players in the NBA? Oh come game.
1: on! He's Currently. top five. He's top five conversation, Javelle. <laughs> top five he is, rebounders. He is <laughs> top five.
2: He is top five hype man of all time.
1: <laughs> I think to come back to your question, Franey, I, I I don't think there has been. I can't no. think one off the top of my head. Maybe yeah. one of our listeners could think of a combo and might want to send us in a DM or a email. Hey, but I, I can't think of anything.
0: I'm the same. I can't think of any sport where a father and son, would be rated top five of all time. All
2: time. All time. Rex Rex Ford and Nick Ford would be up there, though, wouldn't they? In what? Echo player of the year. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Mr. Echo
0: and Mr. Echo Jr. <laughs> yeah. No, let's move on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, believe it or not, that's actually where we're going to leave it. For This week slash month in sport Because we've got other things that we need to talk about So uh, we're going to keep it rolling And leave it in the current day for now And make a little switch across Christmas is fast approaching And for some, let's be honest You still haven't bought a single gift for your nearest and dearest But boy, do I have a deal for you Welcome to FCDN, the fake Christmas donations network. The premise here is simple. Sure, you could spend hours finding that perfect gift and breaking the bank, or you could simply tell your loved ones that a donation has been made in their name. Drawing on the George Costanza line of thought, let this be the year that FCDN does the work for you. The beauty of the FCDN is that Any combination of animal and country is possible. Just choose your combo and for a small fee of $2.95, we will send you a digital certificate saying said animal has been bought for a family in said country on behalf of your loved one. You don't even need to print it out. Just shoot them through that PDF on Christmas morning. Imagine the joy on your wife's face when she reads it because of her a lammer has been bought for a family in Ethiopia, or that a small child in Guatemala now has access to fresh milk from the goat that was purchased on her behalf. There won't be a dry eye in the house when you say, I just thought we're so blessed here in our own country that wouldn't be nice if we gave something back at Christmas instead of getting caught up in the consumerism of it all. The Christmas clock is ticking. Don't let the alarm bells jingle before you lock in your shopping. Head to fakechristmasdonationsnetwork.org today and buy an armadillo for a family in Sweden before December 25 arrives. This year in So I thought it would be nice for us to spend some time in this last episode of the year, our first year as common men, putting it out there on the airwaves, that we actually review some of our favourite sports and have a look at what the year held. And of course, when we all started this back in January, would have had no idea how the year in sport would have panned out. But I'm going to start with, my little review of the AFL and then I'm going to ask you guys to chip in with some of your highlights and we'll work our way through the AFL, the NBA, cricket, and then just a little sports chat in general. But this was the year for the AFL. The AFL season of 2020 was the most dynamic in history, pivoting and changing throughout the season to accommodate for the world's state of play. After a rushed round one that almost didn't go ahead, all 18 teams had an enforced three-month break before recommencing the season to empty stadiums. This then took an even bigger twist after round five, when all Victorian teams made a dash for the border, settling into Queensland hubs and ultimately not returning to Victoria until the season was done and dusted. At the pointy end of the season, Richmond and Dusty again reigned supreme. Both Geelong and Richmond made the grand finals after losing week one of the finals. And Lockie Neal won the most underwhelming Brownlow medal count in history, as well as every other award that was on offer. Kebabs, drink driving, rogue games of tennis all ruled the headlines at some point. But in the end, the festival of footy and a beacon of hope during multiple lockdowns prevailed in what will forever be the AFL season with an asterisk. Asterisk. Asterix? I don't know. That word. So there you go, guys. It was a big season in footy. 40. Massive. What do you reckon were some of your highlights for the year?
1: Well, for me, obviously, Geelong played uh, in the grand final. Didn't quite go all the way, but I thought they did a phenomenal effort to to get there. Um, And to see Gary Ablett's final hurrah uh, was a disappointing way of, he, you know, his last game would have obviously been a fairy tale seeing him win a premiership, but disappointing how he got injured like within the first five minutes, and and mm. but then he he uh, as a champion does he played through literally a broken what was it a shoulder um, shoulder and continued on, and I mean there was a few instances where you could see him grimacing. And I'm like man, that's just That's that's the heart of a champion. So, for me, obviously, my team Geelong. I uh, was, uh, you know, I don't often get to see your team play in the grand final, so you got to savor that. But yeah, that was my uh, favorite part of this year. For sure, I have
0: to agree with you there. Obviously, as a Geelong supporter as well, just having that week of the grand final was a a massive highlight. uh, Being able to have your team there in the last game despite the broken shoulder that that little handball that Gary gave mm. that one little slice of final slice of brilliance, uh, just a reminder of someone who could just adapt and do anything out there in the middle of the ground. Mm. Friendy, yep. throwing it over to you. What was a highlight for you?
2: Uh, I think my highlight for this season, even though there's a very big asterisk next to it, um, is the fact that we had a season. I think what AFL did for a lot of people this year was it actually allowed us to take our minds away from the chaos that was happening in the world. I think being able to watch football still, and they got they got it to a stage where it wasn't too awkward watching it with no crowds or anything like that, and then crowds started to come in. I actually felt like AFL gave the Australian people hope Um Throughout the year, I think that that was my biggest highlight. I mean, as a beloved eagle supporter, I was. We, we didn't have a great. We had a good season, but not a great season. It was a roller coaster um, you know, year, wasn't it? It you? was a roller coaster <laughs> year. But I, I actually think, just reflecting on the season, I was just. I think I was just happy that we had footy. I think if we didn't have footy, it would have been quite a long six months during the couple of lockdowns, particularly here in Victoria. Um, so I was actually, as much as I, it was a, a weird season. I was very thankful that it actually went through. Um, and even though there were some rule changes, quarters were a bit shorter and whatnot, um, to Gil McLaughlin and your team, well done for getting the season pushing on I'm here, looking here. Forward to next year.
0: Friendly, Absolutely. I, th- I think you nailed it with that little summary there. I was going to say something sim- similar as well. That festival of footy. Once the games were up and running, you know, having those nights where you just knew you could put on the footy and switch off and just watch a game, mm. uh, yeah, really did provide a lot of light and hope in some uh, very tough times for all. So well done again
2: to the AFL, as you said.
0: Now, friendy, I might throw over to you to chat us through what happened in the NBA.
2: Yeah, it's been it was a massive year in the NBA for 2020. Obviously, the NBA does run over the two years, um, so it starts in 2019 and goes through to 2020. Uh, what was what was exciting about the NBA this year was it was the year of the duos. Um, each team kind of had two stars. Well, a lot of teams had two stars, and it, and it kind of evened out the competition thanks to Kawhi Leonard's decision. And I think that brought a lot of excitement in terms of um, evening out the competition as best it could. We, we didn't have the super teams from your um, Cleveland Cavaliers or your, or your Warriors anymore, which was good. Um, the Clippers came into 2020... As the favourites, as much as I felt like Lakers were going to win, there was a lot of hype around the Clippers being that team that are going to knock off LeBron James again. Um, So there's a lot of hype around there. And then, unfortunately, in February, we had the... Or January, it might have been. I think mid-January, we had the sad news of the beloved Kobe Bryant uh, passing away due to that horrific helicopter accident with uh, his daughter and nine others, or seven others, nine, nine in total, And so that really shocked the world. It was the first time that they actually postponed a game um, for a a reason like this. Um, And that really shook a lot of players, um, particularly people like LeBron James, who were quite close to him. But they finally got through that and got the season continuing on and... Um, and then, obviously, what happened is this thing called the coronavirus. And Rudy Gobert was blamed for pretty much sending the coronavirus through the NBA. And it certainly hurt Donovan Mitchell's feelings. And it didn't look like that they were going to reconcile their friendship anymore. Um, but it shut the season down for a long time. And then uh, Disney World, classic Disney, decided to save everything and... The whole season got moved to Disney World into a bubble, and there was 24 teams that went to this bubble to try and finish off a season and have a playoffs and whatever, and no one knew what this was going to be like. Um, no one thought this was going to go ahead. There was a, they, they thought that the season was going to shut down. In fact, it got to a point where even the players were like, we want to do a season, but if it can't, it can't. Um, And so we had this bubble. And what was amazing is we got to see players almost have this long rest and and recovered and and worked on their game outside of the NBA. And then they came in and then we saw teams um, spice things up a little bit. And we saw that the Denver Nuggets loved coming from a – quite a distance from behind to come back and win knocking off a couple of teams in the in the playoffs you had the phoenix suns who went 8-0 in the bubble but just couldn't quite make the, the playoffs um you had you know jamal murray uh who pretty much became you know a top five player overnight um and there was just some exciting things that happened in this in this bubble and obviously We got to a point where there had to be a winner. And uh, my beloved, beloved, beloved Lakers won the championship for 2019-20 season. And LeBron finally got his fourth championship, won the finals MVP, and life is back to normal again with him being the greatest. But look, that's that's a bit of a quick summary in, in 2020. I've probably missed some things, fellas. I'll throw it over to you guys. What have been some highlights for you guys in NBA 2020? Horse, I'll throw it to you.
0: Well, that was a much more thorough summary of the NBA season than my AFL (laughs) AFL season summary. So uh, thank you for that. Look, I'll I'll put a few thoughts out there. I'm going to first of all say one of my highlights was uh, seeing Jimmy G Buckets stepping up in the finals, even though he couldn't get it done for the heat. He put in some massive games compared to what he was doing during the regular season. Just took it to another level and showed that he – is, uh, you know, worthy of being up there in, in conversations with uh, most important players in franchises, yeah. etc. Good on you, good hey, on I you, think LeBron. one thing
2: we haven't mentioned, which has probably been actually the, the highlight for all three of us throughout 2020, again, which which brought a lot of hope to us during COVID, was the last dance. I think that was the greatest thing. Oh, that, yes. That's a good call. Yeah. Year. That was fantastic. Last
1: dance. That was incredible. Absolutely. Good call. That got
0: people wearing Chicago merch out on the streets for a solid month while it was playing.
1: Totally right. <laughs> yeah. Well, my niece was wearing a Chicago Bulls jacket last night. We went to uh uh we went to a festival of lights and she had a bulls bulls jacket on. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Celtics, Celtics all the way. <laughs> well, you gotta start buying us some merch then, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. Well, there you go, fellas. That's
2: uh the NBA, I reckon for 2020. <laughs> Nicely wrapped up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: good friend. Freddy, you're leading this segment. Like, come on, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: reckon then we might throw over to you, Forty, uh, for yep. your Melbourne Stars review of 2020.
1: Excellent. Well, we're going to go into the Melbourne Stars because uh, I don't often get to talk about the Melbourne Stars. Uh, often it is always brought up by uh, Freddy. Uh, he is the one that loves the Stars more than me, I think, because I feel like you talk about it more. But there's not a lot to talk about. I I think, I mean, crickets, we're just going to a new season, uh, starting now. But coming, looking at 2020, obviously it was the tail end of the season. We had the BBL grand final. Stars versus sixes. I was shattered. I was absolutely shattered. Four for 25 collapse uh, in a range-shortened game uh, to 12 overs each. it was uh, very disappointing to see the Stars, who I thought were the best team. Now, I might be a bit biased, boys. Did you think I thought Stars were probably the m- most dominant team of the season?
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's reasonable to say that based yeah. on their record throughout the season. They I mean, it seems like 20 years ago, but I reckon they had a fairly good run there and did they only drop a couple of games for the whole season? Right,
1: yeah, right at the end of the season, I think when they were had a few different players out for international duties, but they, uh, yeah, they're unfortunate. And then the year before, obviously 2019 back to back, they had a 17, seven wickets for 19 run close against the renegades.
0: We're not going to forget that that one.
1: No. So, but um, I, I think even going back further, 2019 for me, like you could kind of mix that a little bit and we're now maybe going back a little bit, but 2019 was one of the best years of cricket. I believe ever. Now that's a big call. Now I'm not saying it's the best best but it's up there with the best. Like You had obviously after the big sag, you had Steve Smith and Dave Warner coming back for the World Cup. Now Australia didn't go all the way but just seeing Steve Smith against all the he was up against it, the crowd, the English crowd absolutely giving. They were brutal and and then he had Virat Kohli, his mate, stick up for him, which I really have changed my tone. Sorry, of, Forty. Uh, Forty, can I just stop you there? Well, I didn't interrupt you, Horse, and I oh, didn't no It's just this,
0: it's this, at this point in time, I feel like I'll probably have to change the, the title. So we'll have a new segment opener that I'll put in right about now. The last 24 months in sport. Uh, footnote, I'm recording this at 11.35 at night and all my family's asleep. That's why I'm a little quieter than I normally would be.
1: And I know it is uh, 2019, but when we talk seasons, 2019, 2020, 2020, 21. So that's why I've gone back a little bit to 2019. But the Ashes test, um, for me, I look back at that and go, you know, that was uh, one of my highlights of seeing Australia um, uh, hold the ashes in England on the uh, enemy turf. And so we had, uh, because I'm going back now, horse. now I know you probably be like questioning my, my uh, where I'm going here. But the reason I'm going back, because when you look at the Alan Borden medal, it doesn't mm. just take in 2020, so it's announced in February, but it goes back to 2019, doesn't it? it takes the summer season. It's like basketball; it's it's over two years. You're looking. Yep. Your your eyes are going around. I feel like they change. They had to
0: change it because they were doing just the calendar year. Well, David will, and they'd pick up well, the David- previous summer.
1: Yeah, so David Warner won the Allen Border medal this year, just reminding everyone. And he won one vote ahead of Steve Smith after both of them returning to cricket, as I yep. said, in June 2019. So that would have been accounting for the whole Australian summer and previous to that uh, when uh, World Cup duties, um, Ashes duties. Manus won Test Player of the Year. Finchie won one day of the year. And Finchie is in awesome form at the moment. Love seeing him. Coming about it, so it was a a great, uh, great bunch of cricket. I'm excited for this summer, but I, uh, I, I think that's probably really much I can say. Horse as a, as a review of cricket, we've got the hundred ball game. uh, That'll be interesting to see how that might come into 2021 review, maybe.
0: It might indeed. Now we like to focus on AFL, cricket, NBA, basketball in general. Has mm. there been other highlights for you this year, guys? I'm gonna throw out there, surely we've got to mention the Jack Jumpers for one more time. Oh, come on. No. Yes. No. <laughs> I mean, it made it made global headlines. I heard it on NBA <laughs> podcasts talking about yes. the Australian Basketball League's got a new team and they're called the Jack Jumpers. Interesting, That's to know about
2: the ja- interesting to note about the Jack Jumpers is Hugh Greenwood from the Gold Coast Suns has, I think, three years left on his current contract. But one of the reasons why he was doing a preseason with the Brisbane Bullets was just to change up his fitness, but also to keep his options open to potentially finish his career in the NBL for the Jack Jumpers because he's such he's a he's a Tassie icon. Um, it would be interesting to see if that does um eventuate and how that plays out because it would have been a long time out since his he left the perth wildcats in extraordinary circumstances to join the adelaide crows so what's his space hugh greenwood at the jack jumpers who knows um uh, but look melbourne storm got to get around the, the storm they won didn't they, they yes they, <laughs> they, did, they did did they win of oh, course, he come on as ah. did the as did the maroons <laughs> In the state of Maroons,
1: the Maroons, the Maroons, or the The Maroons, the macaroon, (laughs) the
0: macaroons. They were marooned on the island. Depends where you're from. Some will say Maroon.
2: Some will say Maroon. Fritz. Some will say Devon.
1: Some will, you know, tomato, tomato. Exactly. Castle. castle. Yeah. Schooner pot.
0: (laughs) Pint. No, they're Um, actually who won the Premier League?
2: Did someone win the Premier League? I didn't. Did it? Was it Liverpool? Sure. <laughs> Melbourne Melbourne Vixens won the netball. I know that much.
1: Yep. Yeah. And what about the super the super shot? Hey, that caused some controversy. That didn't did it? cause it some controversy. controversy oh, it on our podcast.
0: Did. It did. When you guys were just completely un-Australian and ditching the super shot, and oh. I was just like, "Let's just give it a go." Hey, why no. not give it a go? You, you know did say else? that horse. You know Let's what? Go else back caused? to the
1: recording. <laughs>
0: You know what else caused some controversy on the podcast? The thought of Billy Slater just running down the wing
1: (laughs) and touching himself. Uh, But you know what, like (laughs) Billy, we love Billy, and we all know that um, Billy Slater will be a better soccer player than Mark Viduka.
2: Hey, who won? Who won the majority of uh, the
0: cross-code? I never won let's be honest I never won and I'm still salty about that <laughs>
1: 2020 in review Horstead zero in Crossgo combat <laughs> after a
0: rule change after the fact
2: oh, after I was yes. awarded the first oh, we one. Had that well well you start you didn't start your campaign off strongly going about 15 minutes over the time limit so but if no
0: one's there timing and telling you, Speaking of telling you, then you changed it up and was like, I'm not going to tell you guys. I'm not going to give you a 10 second warning. I wanted to take
2: it to the people. Uh, well,
1: you should have backed yourself, Randy. Mm, should have backed yourself. Mm.
2: Anyway, it's it's been a great year, guys. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, hanging out with you guys every now and then on the old podcast. Now, at the end of the day, we are
0: just common men. We are common people who do like a win and that's okay. I've really enjoyed chatting with you guys talking sport over the last nine months of the year as well but this is not winding it up this is just winding up maybe the serious sports talk for now because it's time for us to move across to one of the favorite segments of the year i'm saying the favorites because you know we like doing it i don't actually know if anyone else enjoys listening to it but it's time for another episode of the grill chuck another shrimp on the barbie mate it's time for the grill oh yeah so guys i thought for this last grill of the year as we're gathered around the christmas barbecue we've got some uh, roast meats just sitting up there fattening up dripping away smelling delicious and we are going to talk i'm going to put out there where possible i want some christmas themed questions or some sort of slant that puts a festive attitude to it. And I know that might cause you guys a little concern because you're just here to talk sport. I just want to talk sport, but that's okay. I will get the ball rolling. I want to know what's going to be on the menu at the Friends and the Fords on Christmas Day. and In in particular, my question today is if you only had one Christmas type food, one Christmas themed food that you could have for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm going to put out there, first of all, for me, nothing says Christmas more than the old Christmas pud. A bit of pud with a bit of custard, potentially some vanilla ice cream and potentially some uh, double whipped cream on top of that. Strawberries? No. The strawberries on top? Too? No, no. No, that's too healthy. We just want, oh. we want the pud. The pud with the trimmings, the trimmings being that custard, yep. ice cream and cream. Uh, it's it's called going the full horse, dead in our household when you have all
1: three on top. Now, horse, the big question is, do you share that? Does, does horsey do a bit of sherry with well, his plum pudding?
0: hey, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Have you heard me talk about this
1: before? I'm not sure. Please well, indulge us.
0: Well, okay, so... Um, for the last uh, few years, uh, Chloe has <laughs> made me a Christmas pudding as a present. That has been one of my Christmas presents, and it's it's been up to me to decide whether or not I share it with people. And sometimes <laughs> I won't share the pud. I will go. The people in the room at the moment are not pud worthy because I don't think <laughs> they would savor it. Okay, the thing about a Christmas pudding, it takes time. You don't just uh, whip it out on the day and no. whack it in the microwave. There's preparation involved. Mm. So there's love and preparation involved in the in that producing the pudding. There's also going to be love and thought in, involved in who gets to eat the pudding. So I'll put it out there. I don't share my pudding with everyone.
1: <laughs> Horsey, every- no <laughs> Horsey no Not sherry. Horsey no sherry. Not everyone
0: will get a slither of horsey's pud. Would, Horses would we be pudding. worthy of, of some pudding? Well, you'd have to you'd have to prove to me that you enjoy a pud.
1: See, you know? I I don't love my plum pudding. Then I you're out. I'm not, then you're not. I'm not a chance. you I'm, I'm not. I'm Okay with that because <laughs> I, I'm. I don't like it. So my mum used to make a good uh, plum pudding and have it hanging. Yep. Their horse in the calico uh, prior to Christmas for a, I can't remember how long. a Couple of weeks, yeah, and um, and uh, you know i think also do you have some money would you put a little bit of a coin that there's a bit of tradition of putting some money yep coin in it um my nana would say you'd always have to use i think it was a six pence or something like that because it had to be silver it couldn't be gold um but uh i don't know why i think it was (laughs) because it it might be uh gold poisoning to uh yeah i don't know who knows (laughs) you might get gold on your teeth but um yeah i uh Even though my mum made, I wasn't a huge fan of the plum pudding. But uh, horsey no sherry continues on with the uh, plum pudding. Who would have thought?
0: Selective sherry, selective sherry. Not just I'm not just slapping out my pud for anyone.
1: (laughs) That sounds a little wrong,
0: but let's go with that. (laughs) So, friendy, what would you? What's your Christmas food? What are you picking?
2: Well, one one thing that's not on there is. Mince tarts, whatever they're called, no, they're, get rid of that. They're the worst things <laughs> of all time. <laughs> who,
1: who to, who'd serve mince up anyway? Mince tarts, we uh, yes.
2: we're going with the turkey variety this year. Jen has uh, ordered her eight kilo turkey, which she'll pick up in a couple Whoa, of what? days' time, and she'll prep it and stuff it and stick things right up the little hole that is available <laughs> to put things in the and, former uh, anus of the turkey. <laughs> that's right. So she, uh, so yeah, we'll be munching on a on a turkey. This year, and then obviously you, you got your staples that go with it. You got your, you know, your salads and your, your, your hams and your chickens and your prawns. I think we might have a bit of prawns this year, it's a bit of seafood, you know. Um, well, all I'm giving you beast. is the turkey. That's all you're excited about so far.
0: No, I mean the other things.
1: I eat the other things oh, during they're staples, the year, though. You know what I'm
2: saying they're staples. But the yeah. turkey is the main event. That's yeah. like the pride and joy. So that's yeah, that's what we're going with this year.
1: You don't really have turkey often, do you? I mean, no. in Australia. They've been
2: so. expensive. 140 bucks for eight kilos of
1: turkey. Rip off. Shish. Wow. You might as well go. But it, your is, own. it is eight
2: kilos that you've just purchased as well.
1: <laughs> Let's just put that are in gonna, perspective. Are you going to fit that in your oven, friend yeah. oh,
2: Well, it is a new uh, oven, so
1: um, I'm sure <laughs> it'll be fine.
2: It's going
1: to get a workout. That's right. So,
0: Forty, what are you purchasing? Well,
1: well look, I'm... I love my, um, pork for Christmas mm-hmm. with the crackling with the apple sauce. For me, um, it's not Christmas without having roast pork. And so, uh, I love that. Um, and you know, all the, yeah, your dessert and lots sort of stuff like that, but yeah, has to, has to have roast pork on the table for me for Christmas lunch. It's not Christmas without that. It's funny how we have our, uh, little things that, um, when when, uh, the family's going what are you making what are you making and it's like always seems to be the same thing but I think it always helps us make it feel and remind us of Christmas isn't it so it's all those little things for sure
0: that and those funny paper hats
1: (laughs) yeah the paper hats
0: (laughs) (laughs) there is no other celebration that calls for you to pull out a very thinly put together coloured crown paper crown is there like it? it yeah,
2: good on them. not.
0: Whoever came up with that idea, sitting genius. on a mist, like that, breaking any. Oh, Jeez.
1: Now are they the goat, Friendy? They well, should be the goat of Christmas. Look, <laughs> maybe that and the joke writer. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you what. It. I
2: have. I have been. Uh, I feel like I've been a bit of Santa Claus this year. I've handed out a plethora of gifts to my friends and family. And uh, of the one-year subscription to the Common Man podcast. Hey! So oh! Get that in Maybe. there.
1: They're going get to get a off. hat as well, Friendy.
2: Oh. <laughs> we'll save that for that later. later <laughs> for, but I've got right. some exciting news. For okay,
0: we're going to wrap that up with you. That sounds good. Hey, Friendy, have you got a question for us?
2: Oh, I do. I do, fellas. Now, look, it's been a crazy year in 2020, obviously, with the coronavirus, which the Aussies like to shorten to the rona. And, um... There's still some things happening at the moment. Um, you know, Sydney has just got a bit of a hot spot, so we're thinking of those guys at the moment, and which potentially means that not only will Victoria have or Melbourne have the Boxing Day test, but they might have the New Year's test as well, which would be exciting because, I mean, Victoria's missed out on a lot of sport this year as it was. The question I want to put out to you boys is Boxing Day is always known as... Yeah, you've, you've got a food coma from the day before, you're eating leftovers, you're on the couch, you're having a nap, you're watching the Boxing Day test. It's what it's, we get excited about it.
0: Or well, potentially you're also shopping.
2: Just well, that. that's true. But because we're the Common Man podcast, that's probably not something we'll talk about too much. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> have thought. Well, horsey, <laughs> but, um, horsey
1: does love his shopping. So that what that's what Horsey's true. doing on Boxing that's Day. That's true.
2: And look, that might be your answer for what I'm about to ask you guys. Let's say the Rona wipes us out. Before the boxing day test, please do not have it. Please do not have
1: it. Right wow, morbid. We got four days.
2: And, yeah. and what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, let's just say, for example, one of the one of the Indian players gets the oh, 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 oh. <laughs> one of the Indian players gets the coronavirus and we and we can't have the game. What is gonna replace the boxing day test in your household? You can't watch cricket because cricket's been postponed. What does boxing day look like? What are you going with? Horse, you might have just alluded to what your answer will mm. be, but have a think about it. What do you guys think? For me, Boxing Day would simply become a, um, I think it would become a day of me actually going back to the vault and watching some classics from back in the day, some some classic either cricket games or whatever, um, or Forty and I just happened to move into the same estate I reckon we could start our own version of the Boxing Day test in our new neighborhood forward.
1: Well, that's what I was gonna say because for me, Boxing Day is always um we Christmas continues on a boxing day because uh Jen, my wife, she has um uh, we have a we Christmas with her dad on boxing day and Christmas the is the on Christmas day. And so um why not just recreate our own Boxing Day uh cricket match that uh is one for the ages, and uh, with the taped tennis ball as well. Yes, just has to be taped. Yeah, oh. going zinging down there. Uh, no, uh, no protective equipment. Uh, you're you're there, ready to ready to take it on. So, for any, maybe that could move to um, a Salisbury Circuit Boxing Day uh, edition. Who knows?
0: I like it. That sounds good. I reckon that's a good alternative. That's a great yep. alternative. Now, yes. Shopping would probably be on the agenda. And I'm a bit concerned, though, like if the Melbourne test has been cancelled, I don't think then we would also be just heading out and, and trying to socially distance in Westfield. So that wouldn't be ideal, no. No, probably wouldn't be ideal. And so then my other thought is, well, maybe i got to just turn my attention to the NBA because it's Christmas Day in the NBA on Boxing Day in Australia from 6.30am onwards. Uh, just game after game until the earlier to mid afternoon, so that maybe that would take up that gap in my Boxing Day celebrations.
2: Anyway, that that means ready, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's, it's right enough
0: and ready. Oh yep, smells good. We're good to go. <laughs> and uh, that has been the last grill for twenty twenty. And guys, would you believe it? I mean this has been the longest common man in history so you probably will believe it. We're actually up to uh, that time of the podcast where we're wrapping it up, putting our final thoughts out there for 2020. Of course, we need to start this with a usual reminder of our email and our Instagram. Our email of course is podcast for the common com. Flooding they're just flooding in on a daily basis. We've had to divvy up who gets to read the, uh, the, the spam. And hey,
1: Rexy, Rexy sent another email,
0: surely. Uh, not in the last few days. Oh, maybe I'll go have another look and see. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good getting that one email for the year that wasn't a spam-related email. So thanks, yeah. Rexy. Another shout-out to nice. you. Yeah. Um, of course, our Instagram, at thecommonman.podcast. Don't forget the dot. Body. Yep, and indeed, I'm going to throw it to you, Friendy, to ask, how are we going with those hats? Have they arrived, Will will they be here in time for Christmas? <laughs> These bloody <Well>, hats, eh? <laughs>
1: what, I,
2: what I will say to you boys is, the hats are well and truly in the process of being done. And what I can say to you is, I don't know if you boys um, might have read in the paper, um, there was a car that went straight through a signs. Business last week. No, you guys might have seen. It. I'll show you the video off air, fellas. But that is the place that are going to be making our um, hats. Um, it's through a, a very good mate of mine. Um, shout out to Patrick White, uh, who is a legend. Listens to our show on the regular basis. Sometimes likes it so much that he replays it again because he gets a little giggle out of it. Why not Why has... watch
1: it on, um, on Apple Podcasts and then watch it on Spotify? Well, or listen to it.
2: <laughs> that, that's right. That um, won't help. <laughs> but uh, Paddy Boy, has uh, he has a contact for us. Um, however, what has happened is a car has driven straight through their building. It's gone through. It's, oh, I've got the video here, which obviously people listening can't see, but I'll show you boys soon of the car going straight through the building. So they've got a few repairs right. they're going to do to their shop. Right, So it's um, going to take a little longer. Is that what we're saying? It might it might be early January where these come. But I'm telling you guys now, in 2021, I can guarantee you, promise you, cross my heart, hope to die sort of stuff, that we will have hats in okay. 2021.
0: Okay, so that part's settled. The final question for 2020 then has to go to U40 because we're in the non-rating season. There's no new reality TV on. What are you going to do to fill that void?
1: Oh, easy. Very easy. We just go back and watch uh, past uh, Survivor seasons. Um, why not watch uh, some more SAS, uh, reminisce on some of that? Um, there's there's so much to catch up on. You just, there's just not enough time of the day to be able to keep up. So I'll, I'll be on it. Don't you worry about that.
0: Okay, well, I better leave you to it to get on it and uh, <laughs> to uh, start <laughs> watching those replays of uh MasterChef, SAS, The Voice, all different no,
2: ones. We didn't even get onto The Voice new judges. But that's, we'll save it for another podcast.
1: Yep, and I look, I just that's, threw a MasterChef my... there. We've never talked about MasterChef. No, we don't. We don't. I don't I'm not a MasterChef fan. I'll save that for my Voice podcast. that, uh, Yeah, we're we'll starting soon. Have.
0: Yep. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for being here in the common man chambers of podcasting. And, yeah, we hope you all have a great Christmas slash New Year. We will speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> You've just encouraged me, forward to, um, to make my thumbs up use towards you to go to another and, level.
1: <laughs> and, Freddy, you know there's another emoji with a, a little finger that I might potentially use a few more to you now.
2: <laughs> oh, that's not very nice.